Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome an accomplished author, the force behind Mark Funkhauser for the for when he was elected mayor of Kansas City, Gloria Squitiro, talking to us from Hawaii, USA. Gloria, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for welcoming me and for having me on your show. And I'm excited to begin. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Gloria is the author of a book titled, Come on, Funk, Move Your Ass, How a Demure Little Wife Made Her Husband a Big City Mayor. So, Gloria, before we talk about your book, tell me a little bit about your own journey. Which part? <laughs> um, your, professional, your professional part, where you grew up. Okay, um, so I grew up on Long Island mm -hmm. in New York, which is just a series of little towns. Yeah. Uh, it's not the big city that everybody is familiar with, uh, with New York. Um, I am second generation Italian mm -hmm. uh, and enough that I have dual citizenship. Um, grew up in a really weird house. Mm -hmm. uh, the first set of kids, my sister was 12 years older than me, and then there was a seven-year gap, and I came along and my younger brother. Um, by that time, I think my parents were, like, done raising kids, so we kind of raised ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I am a homebody, and yet I have moved all over the United States. And now, thank God, at 65 years old, I don't think I could stay in one place anymore. Um, I I love, like I'm in Hawaii right now. I can look out at the ocean and the cliff and you can't get that in Long Island. Amazing, amazing. So let's talk about your book, Come On Punk, Move Your Ass. How a demure little wife made her husband a big city mayor. And before I ask you a question, I'm going to ask all our viewers and listeners to go and check out your book, I will go and check it out myself as well. And, Thank you. Uh, so my first question to you is, what inspired you to write the Come On Funk memoir series? I actually never intended to be a writer. Um, I had terrible, terrible anxiety um, starting when I was 19 years old. Mm -hmm. Um a childhood girlfriend that I grew up with across the street, like a sister to me, um, died in a car wreck at 19. And it kind of shook my world that was a young age to lose somebody like that. Mm. And um, so my life was uh, getting smaller and smaller, even after I overcame the anxiety. So it took four years, mm -hmm. six different therapists to find uh one that knew how to help me. Wow. And um, yeah, the, the cure was, is that I had to tell Funk 24 years of pent up rage or 19 years of pent up uh, unexpressed emotion. Mm -hmm. uh, and he listened. But um, even after I was over the major part of the anxiety to control it, to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And because I am a homebody, Mm -hmm. My life was shrinking mm -hmm. and to the point that I had stopped flying, I didn't travel, I had wanted to go to Europe so badly mm -hmm. and I decided that I needed to just 
be afraid. And so we took a boat. I didn't, I wasn't that brave. We took a boat to Europe and on that boat, it was uh, five days. And so there was nothing else to do. So I decided to write a travel journal just Mm -hmm. so when I die, my kids can remember this Mm -hmm. big adventure. Mm -hmm. And those entries eventually became quotes. And those quotes eventually became both of these books. Amazing. And what was the most challenging part of writing your book? And how was the writing process? The writing process um, is very interesting for me. I my biggest challenge with writing is mm. that I don't have enough time to write. I I could wake up in the morning and I'll typically write until about two in the afternoon when my brain isn't working anymore. Mm-hmm. Go out for a walk. I, I walk four miles every day and then come back, do what I need to do household wise mm-hmm. and then um, edit what I had written mm-hmm. that morning. Um, so my problem is finding enough time mm-hmm. uh, to be able to write. Um, what was the second part of the question? No, the second one was that what was the most challenging part of writing your book? That was the most challenging, finding the time. Mm, Okay. And what is the message you would want viewers to take away from your book? Um, I would hope that they, by reading somebody else's, well, it depends on which book. The first one is about overcoming anxiety. Right. And, you know, kind of with that, you have to remember that fear isn't going to kill you. It Mm. looks like it's going to kill you. It feels Mm -hmm. like it's going to kill you. Mm. But in the end, it's just frightening emotion. Right. Right. Um, So I would like people to know that. And so with the first book, that's the main message. The second part is that um, the way I got up, the courage to reach mm-hmm. for brave is by doing a ritual self-made ritual in my backyard basically asking spirit to help me uh be brave and take mm. this trip amazing amazing so gloria i'm not going to move to a few questions about your life in kansas city how did you balance your personal life with your husband's political career not very well Mm -hmm. Um, there is no way to have balance, um, with either running a campaign or having, being a spouse of somebody in that high, uh, office. Mm -hmm. Um, it was when you say around the clock there, that's no lie. Mm -hmm. Um, it was around the clock. Um, and it took that. Um, If you want to do a good job. So Mm -hmm. with running the campaign, Mm -hmm. there was no there was no way to not. I mean, we were basically working at least 18 hour days Mm -hmm. um, on the campaign. And honestly, with being mayor, we probably put in that much time as Mm -hmm. mayor. But that's because Funk really was trying to make a change, make Mm -hmm. an effect. He wasn't in it for holding the title. Mm -hmm. Well said. And how did you handle negative feedback and criticism during your husband's time in office? 
I had to stop reading the newspaper, mm -hmm. reading blogs. Um, if somebody wanted to tell me the latest scandal about me, um, you know, I I refused it. Um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to function had I stayed listening um, to to the to what was written about me in the media. Um, mm -hmm. I had one feminist journalist that had come to my house, sitting in my kitchen around my table, interviewing me for a, a, a newspaper. Mm -hmm. And because she was a feminist, she was appalled mm -hmm. that there had been over 500 what she called hit pieces mm -hmm. done about me in probably it was like three years into Funk's term by then. Mm -hmm. And it went nationwide and it even went to the UK. Um, those stories, it was mm -hmm. bizarre, but I had to stop reading anything or else I wouldn't have been able to perform. Wow. Wow. And, you know, you just were kind enough to tell me about the, your own early stresses. How did you deal with the stress and pressure of being a political spouse? Well, that really reaching for brave, sucking it up when I was so afraid to go mm -hmm. to Europe, leave home. Yeah. I think we we left and we were gone for nine weeks mm -hmm. and I did better than I thought I would. Uh, my ritual across the ocean was that when I stepped off the ship in England, I would be a new and better me. Mm -hmm. And I just kept that mantra in my head. Um, I got sidetracked. What was the question? No, the question was that how did you deal with the stress and pressure oh, of being a political spouse? Yeah. So if I hadn't have taken that trip, I don't think I could have had the mm. strength mm. to to have handled what was to come. So Amazing. it was from having pushed my own limits mm. that I was able to handle it. Well said. Well said. And Gloria, what would you say was your proudest moment during Funk's time as the mayor? Well, my proudest moment was that Funk actually, for the first time in our 40 years of marriage, mm -hmm. learned how to multitask. Mm -hmm. um, he had never been able to do two things at once. But um, honestly, the proudest moment was the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Funk was given the opportunity to do a whole lot of good for a whole lot of people. Right. And I don't think too many people get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And as horrible as it was, and as destructive as it was to my family, I would still do it again, because mm. I think you have to, to make a difference, mm. you have to be willing to go through the struggle. Mm. What a great response. Thank you. My next question, Gloria, is that what was the most difficult decision you had to make during Funk's time in office? There were two. One is that I was, I always had my own business, mm -hmm. um, but my main focus was raising my kids. So mm -hmm. being home from them and, you know, when Funk got home from work, then I'd do my business, run mm -hmm. my business. Mm -hmm. So the most difficult decision was not being home for my son in his last year of high school. That was a big, big, difficult decision. Mm -hmm. Um but then the second regarding the campaign is 
Funk wanted me to be his campaign manager. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I'm not, I, I don't even like politics. I know nothing about running a political campaign. Mm-hmm. And you want me to read this book and run your campaign. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we had two campaign managers. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he basically designated me to be his campaign manager. Mm-hmm. And so agreeing to that role was the most difficult decision. I didn't think I had what it took to run a campaign. Well, and and you, as I said, the rest is history. So, you know, we know all the great results that Funk got from his time in office. But my next question to you, Gloria, is how did you stay true to yourself and your values while navigating the political world? I actually believe in pushing the envelope morally, uh, legally to the outer edges that you could possibly push it and still be on the side of a good person. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did that, but also funk is the complete opposite of me mm-hmm. to call him a Mr. By the book, a do gooder is it doesn't even explain <laughs> him. Right. And I believe that when you, are doing something for somebody else, you need to do it their way. Mm -hmm. So doing it his way meant that we had a lot of fights Mm -hmm. about you want to be elected, you want to be mayor, you got to do it this way because Mm -hmm. you're not going to do it this way wearing Mm -hmm. the white hat like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there were a lot of fights about nothing in particular like like we didn't have, it was a grassroots campaign. So mm-hmm. we didn't have any financial backing, which was good mm-hmm. because then he didn't owe anybody anything when he right. took office. Mm-hmm. But so that meant we had to be very creative in getting him discovered. Mm-hmm. And there was one volunteer, Joe, that came up with the most fantastic ideas for press events. Mm-hmm. And it was really out of my husband's like, comfort zone and Mm. for a lot of them i had to kind of help him see the value in it Mm. well said and what would you say was the most surprising thing you learned during your time in politics the most shocking thing had i not experienced it for myself Mm. is that it's true that the media can create scandals where none exist. Mm. Um, That was very amazing to me. I remember once uh, Funk wanted to go to this, check out this park to see if it was a dog, uh, see if he could turn it into a dog park because that Mm. was wanted by the constituents. Right. And so, of course, he's walking up and down ravines and all over the place. I'm tired. It's the Mm. end of the day. I hung back at the car and in the parking lot, I listened to three women talking about how I've become so uppity Mm -hmm. that, you know, Brookside, where we were living in the urban core, wasn't good enough for me anymore. How I sold my house, moved up to the Northland, which is where the very wealthy Republicans live, Mm. all white, um, and that I didn't that I tore everything out. It was a brand new house, but I Mm -hmm. tore everything out and I'm listening to them. And I honestly could not believe that they were talking about me Mm. like, and, and they were certain 
of that this is what happened and none of that happened. Mm. So the second shocking thing is that for 18 years, Funk was revered as a high up government employee Mm -hmm. by the newspaper, by the people of Kansas City. And really within three months, the newspaper was able to turn opinions. Mm. I don't know how I could never have my opinion swayed mm. that quickly after mm. 18 years. I would, I would, my radar would be up like, how mm. can this be? Amazing. Um, so I was surprised that people believed it. Amazing. Amazing. And what role did your family play? I mean, I know you played a significant role, but other members of your family in Funks' political career. They wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. Mm. My, I, we have um, two natural born kids, two children we took in when they were eight and ten, 11 and 10 exchange students. So the four that lived with us, you know, for the most part were what you would call bleeding heart liberals. Mm. So, mm. and yet here's their father trying to change the world Mm -hmm. for the better in a bleeding heart liberal way Mm -hmm. and they wanted no part of it and Mm -hmm. it was mostly because they didn't want to see themselves in the media Mm -hmm. like i was amazing well said i've time for two more questions for you my next question is how did you handle the transition back to private life after your uh, after funk left uh, political office I was actually really sad that he didn't get a second term to finish what he started because mm-hmm. he had made at the time Kansas City it, it was the 30th lord 30th largest city in America mm-hmm. and yet they had the third largest violence mm-hmm. rate and he was able to reduce the crime rate by 33% in his four short years mm-hmm. and I would have loved if he had a chance to to do more than that. Mm-hmm. He did a lot. He he saved the budget and whatnot. Um, but the rest of it, because of the politics, we were very in debt from those four years because mm-hmm. he was supposed to have another job. Every mayor in Kansas City has a, has a second job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how, uh, mm-hmm. because it is around yeah. the clock. Mm-hmm. But because of the politics, he didn't get those jobs. So Mm. we were basically going on credit cards and whatnot. And so to handle the transition, first of all, he got blacklisted from Kansas City. He could not get a job even after being mayor Mm -hmm. um, because they wanted to make sure that he wouldn't be ever elected again. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just by sheer gift from God, I started a business and within like four years got us completely out of debt. Uh We were about Mm -hmm. a half a million dollars in debt. Wow. So that's how I handled the transition. I had to make sure Mm -hmm. that we survived financially. So that was the end of the sadness. Yeah. Amazing. And more power to you. And I'm sure life is going to be very, very good now. But my last question to you, Gloria, and this is for so many people who will listen to our conversation what would you say were three lessons uh, you would like our viewers to take away from your experience 
with the political world? Well, we were told because Funk was never in politics that it was pie in the sky thinking that he mm -hmm. could get elected. Mm -hmm. And I would say to people that you cannot, if you're going after a major dream, you cannot think about the logistics. Mm -hmm. If you try to think about the logistics, you will mm -hmm. never make the first step. Yeah. So three lessons. One, don't let logistics get in your way mm -hmm. of your dream. Mm -hmm. um, basically, you got to believe in yourself. Trust yeah. your gut. Your gut is going to tell you exactly everything you need to know yeah. to, to do anything in life. Um, and, you know, I think uh, if you don't believe in yourself, you kind of have to pretend you do mm. and keep moving toward the goal. And mm. eventually you'll get there. Mm. Wonderful. And on that note, uh, and your three wonderful lessons, you know, don't let logistics get in the way of your dream. Second, you said was trust your gut. And the third one was keep moving. You will ultimately get there. Thank you, Gloria, for speaking to me about your own journey. Thank you for speaking to me about so many different aspects about a political uh, career that Funk has had. And clearly, he was very successful. And clearly, there were challenges towards the end, not because of his making, but because others didn't want him. Thank you also for being so forthright about your book and some of your deep thoughts about it. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.